All right, friends, how's it going? My name's Matt Barr. You're listening to episode 49 of the Looking Sideways Action Sports podcast. Good to have you with me for this one, which I recorded back in May 2018 at the recent Pushing Borders event at London's House of Vans. That's where I spoke to Neftali Williams, today's guest, about his life and work in skateboarding. And yet, what an intriguing, thought-provoking and inspiring conversation this one was. Now, I've had some pretty progressive people on this podcast, but I'm going to stick my neck right out there and say Neftali is definitely among the most visionary guests I've yet spoken to. His list of accomplishments and activities in the skate industry is way too long to go into here, but I'll do my best to give you a quick once over. He is running a degree course in uh, skateboarding business, media and culture at the University of Southern California. He's a PhD candidate at the University of Waikato in New Zealand. I think that's how you say it. Sorry, Kiwis. He's been the first skateboarding envoy for the US. He's been a pioneer of skateboarding diplomacy on which he worked with the US State Department. He's involved with Cuba Skate. He's been team manager of City Star Skateboarding. He's a talented photographer. He's a journalist who's been published in the Atlantic, New York Times, Transworld Skate and others. Too numerous to mention here. On and on it goes. Check his website, neftali, N-E-F-T-A-L-I-E.com for the full rundown. Suffice to say, the man is a polymath and one who wears his learning lightly in the best possible fashion. Now, Neftali was at Pushing Borders for a a discussion on race, skateboarding and the power of imagined communities, which he was uh, doing with Carl Watson. And despite being stricken with jet lag and very in demand that day, he carved out an hour or so to speak to me about his life and career. And what I realised is this, there's a common theme that links his work, which is why I called this episode Bridging the Gaps, um, because it's about bridging gaps, connecting communities and owning the conversation about skateboarding. And it's here that the full depth and uh, sheer generosity of his vision becomes apparent, which was really my main takeaway from this episode. Now, skateboarding, of all the board sports, has definitely always handled this level of discourse, despite how purposefully dumb a lot of skate chat can be. Something that's always interested me, actually, how surfing and skating can handle it, but snowboarding doesn't seem to attract anywhere near this level of cultural heft. Uh, Maybe that'll change as the sport and culture gets older, but I digress. As I say, this level of cultural sophistication has always been part of skateboarding, but few people have owned it or sought to uh, steer it so generously in the way that Neftali's doing through his work. And make no mistake, I've used the word generosity twice, that's actually three times now, purposefully. It's a really uh, joyful feature of skate culture, as we discovered in the Pete Helicar episode way back at the start of the podcast, and it's uh, a very relevant word here. Inclusive, forward-thinking, Neftali's is basically an endlessly positive message that seeks to protect the uniqueness, uniqueness excuse me, of skate culture while being as open to new experiences as possible, which is no mean feat given the occasionally inward-facing nature of skate culture. Now, I've said it before, but I'm really lucky doing this thing. I mean, I get to go and chat shit about um, the very culture of skateboarding with one of the smartest people I've ever met in action sports. What's not to like? Big thanks to Tom at Pushing Borders and my friend Hannah Bailey for helping me to set this one up. I hope you enjoy it. My chat with uh, Neftali Williams on Bridging the Gaps. Enjoy. So I'm with Neftali and uh, we're at Pushing Borders. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah. A little jet lag, but I'm all right. Yeah. You were just saying you've just, um, what, straight off a flight from New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a bit of a flight, but I'm glad to be here. And it's a really great, great um, situation and a cause to be backing. Skater-led yeah. academia, um, but also creating a new context where it's not just an academic conference. It's also bringing the whole community together together to talk about um, all different topics that are, are that are happening in skateboarding. It's been really well curated, actually, hasn't it? The, yeah, the program. Yeah. You know, there's, there's they've really they've really sort of carefully chosen interesting topics and like mm-hmm. a really great variety of speakers. Right? How did you get involved? Um, well, for me, it was it was an invitation from Thomas. Um, they had been working on putting the programming together, and they really liked what I did at the USC event, yep. um, which you know brought together so many different people in skateboarding. Um, and my PhD, my PhD focus is looking at 
um, the amount of people of color who have been involved in skateboarding culture who have helped build and get us to where we are now, but they're literally missing from that, the academic work. Yeah. And so um, that's been my focus is to really uncover all of those stories so that we can tell a clearer narrative about uh, about how it's uh, not just... Uh, Let's let's just say that everyone was involved in crafting this story of yeah, skateboarding, rather than the kind of the, the traditional narrative that yeah, you might that yeah. you might get through most media. Exactly. Yeah, they're all always looking for the same person, and and yeah. I it, I understand how that can happen. Yeah. Um, but all of these people who've helped build it matter, and yeah. skateboarding has been a really great place where people have been together and drawn together from different cultures, different ethnicities, and different backgrounds. And so it's really important to see that reflected in the way that skateboarding is covered, yeah. that there's a, a, a wide variety of voices, and for, <clears throat> excuse me, and no for people to understand that um, it's not a flavor of the month that you see more people, of, or that you see people of color, or that you see women skateboarding. Yeah, of course. I mean, that seems to me, from what I know about your work, to be one of the threads, right? To through, throughout all the different projects yeah. that you've got, because you know you've got the course at USC, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You've got the work that you do, like the sort of diplomatic outreach that you yeah. do, um, and you do the the projects in Cuba. I mean, I'm sure there's much more. Yeah. But those yeah. Are the, no. No. I was I was chairman the, of Cuba Skate. Yeah. And then we also have a new. Um, uh, now I'm the chairman of the co- the College Skateboarding Education Foundation. Right. And that's just so that we, we made a decision that we want young skaters to want to go to school. Yeah. And we saw where the gap is. You know, young skaters decide, well, either we want to go pro or we have to figure out where could our space in skateboarding be. Yeah. And we want to show people that there's a space for them and going to college if you're into art and design that's in, in skateboarding graphics like you shouldn't just sit at home and try to try to wing it you should yeah, go to exactly. school to get a, a more technical background um, not that you can't because some people some people have accomplished that yeah but we definitely feel that everything you can do you could do it even better if you had a, just a little bit of education behind it yeah even if it's just to prepare you for what the business world is like like you you're doing your skateboarding at home you have your skate community but now how do you start working at dwindle or how do you start working at globe yeah well having a little bit of a background can can be very helpful yeah sure i mean skating is like any culture isn't it as it as it grows it it develops certain kind of strictures doesn't it and, and certain ways that people move in that culture and yeah i guess what i was getting at earlier is it seems to me that your work is about reframing that in in, in some ways you know to, to empower maybe the people that haven't always had that traditional voice is that fair to say yeah no it is I, it's it's really funny i always feel like i'm working sort of in 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 work I, i'm working and teaching sort of in three ways like my focus is on my students and getting my students to know that you know to know that that they that they matter and that they should be that they should be in school and teaching them their general lessons about the world but also i feel like i'm trying to build a bridge between um the skateboard industry yeah and universities and cultural institutions and letting everyone know like hey these are these can be our allies that's what we need in skateboarding we need more allies and so by putting them together and putting it in the space of a cultural institution like universities or um, like the event we did at the Kennedy Center sure. where you're putting skateboarding culture in those in those places that matter it's not that skateboarders need that it's because we have our own community. But yep. what you do want is you want people to recognize the things that we have done right and see how that contributes to sort of the larger discourse. Sure. And, and I think with, when that happens, you now get skate industry folks who come into um, my classroom and they, they learn a lot too because they get to see like, hey, this is, these are regular students. These aren't skaters that we're talking to. Some of them are, but these are regular people and we're getting to see how they reflect on skateboarding culture or what they see and the, what does it look like to them. And, and part of that is them just actually seeing and going, Neftali, I didn't know people thought this highly of us. Yeah. I didn't know they thought we were cool. We've been outsiders for so long. We didn't even, you know, you just don't think about it. This is the, the business that we run. And then the third part is I also feel like I'm um, sort of educating um, academic and the, the um, I guess it'd be the, uh, the uh, administrations of those institutions to say, listen, these are our children and it's our job to be um, well aware of everything they do, how it impacts their life, what the meaning is there and how um, as they come into sort of 
replace us, how we should be there with welcome arms and, and, and embracing all of their cultures and creating a space for them, both in academia and in those cultural institutions. Yeah. So it's, you know, students are, the students are great because they get to meet everybody and think of themselves in new ways. I want skateboarding culture and industry to think of itself in a new way with more allies. In academia, it's our job to be, you know, ahead of the curve and know what our students love and want and be delivering that and still teaching the same th the theories but making sure it's in a way that kids want to learn and be embraced by. I mean, it's obviously progressive in a lot of ways, but one of the things I find quite striking about it is, it, you know, in a lot of ways, skate culture is quite inward looking, isn't it? You know, because it defines itself by being anti-establishment traditionally, you know, so there's, there can be a tendency to, to be inward looking and to be said, well, we don't really need, mm -hmm. we don't really need that, we don't really need acceptance from that. But what it seems to me about your work is, you want to it's quite outward looking you know you're trying to look at a way of of like communicating between both the worlds yeah in, I, in, a, in a positive way you know and that's what i do i want to be a bridge between all of those between all of those spaces because they're all important yeah and and i want us to i think in the world things are often very siloed and the, the key thing is you can't do any, you can't solve all the problems by yourself. No. And so the more we can build bridges and create understanding, I mean, I think skateboarding is the best thing in the world. I do. I think it's, I think it's a fantastic starting point to have all of these other conversations. And it's very rare that you have something that so many youth are involved, which is, or excuse me, it means that that's our future no matter what. And then when we see that they're getting together, then that's what we want them to do. As I always look at it, I look at it as with Brexit and these separations and why, why do these things happen? They happen because we want to sort of circle, you know, circle the wagons, yeah, and yeah. close the borders. And we should we should just be um, amongst our own, which is the opposite of skateboarding. Right. And, and that's now and it's not that skateboarding is perfect, too, because we have our own, we have our own issues and our own things. Yeah. But that's also a reflection of the culture we live in. But I feel like we're in a spot where everyone is trying to cycle through our problems in a positive, in a positive way and learning as, as fast as possible. Yeah. And I think that that doesn't happen in other spaces. Yeah, sure. You know, because we are, I think, I think it has a lot to do with us being a youth-driven culture. But there's lots of people who critique skateboarding culture in general. Yeah. But I would say, um, I think the most important thing is people forget that this is not this is not football. No, this is this is skateboarding, which has only had uh, you know just a uh, a relatively small life, anyways. Yeah, it's very it's still very young. So when I take what needs to get fixed in skateboarding, um, and I look at the rest of the world, I step back and go, look how quickly we're 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 building bridges between between our local communities, our global communities, and that's because of the sense of a shared identity of being a skateboarder. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, when you put it like that, yeah, it's like forty years, isn't it? You right, know, as, as, as the span of the culture, yeah. and it's and yeah, when you think about an event like this and what it represents in terms of the sophistication of the discourse, you know, yeah. that's going on here. It's, it's like you say, it's it's quick. It's a quick yeah. turnaround, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's not. I mean, I, I think of it. Some of my, um, I would say, some of my colleagues who, in just scholars who, in general, who are looking at sport really deeply. It's, um, it's still looking at like sports sociology and in that discipline itself. Some people don't feel that that even matters. But when you pull, them, pull it aside, that's, um, you know, like uh, Ben Carrington, who's a great, great scholar, had said, um, that's the way that people know issues of race and, and, and other topics in a day-to-day in -day experience. And so that it, should be very, it should be very, very much on the minds of everyone because that may be how you, the only way that you see someone who doesn't look like you. Now, that's the way that they look in, in um, traditional sports. But in skateboarding, I know this field for me is something that's special because it is kids all the time from so many backgrounds and so many globally who've already decided I am a skateboarder. Yeah. So I'm going to be I'm going to try to uphold the norms and values that are there. Yeah. And so whatever we see that may be wrong in skateboarding. The person who's the oldest person in skateboarding is not that far and not that big of an age difference between the youngest. So we can sort of try to nip those problems in the bud, yep. promote better, greater gender equity, uh, be looking to make sure we can curb any things that um, become negative racialized spaces and say, this is not what we do. Skateboarding is a do-it-yourself, do-it-yourself space. And so we should be doing the positivity to ourselves all the time and building in that way. So was the, it's a good point to talk about your course, I think, 
that you that you teach um because again it's quite a well it's an extremely progressive thing to do to 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 teach skateboarding isn't it you know it's still every every sit when i knew i was going to speak to you i did a bit of research and you know every piece it's like that's the lead isn't it it's like the the skateboarding course you know like it's still seen as like a an unusual thing yeah and and you seem to almost relish the fact that it's that that it's a bit incongruous in some ways is that is that fair to say yeah i mean for me it's um i just you know like i I love usc and and i i feel that it's um it's a progressive space and that's what you need is you need administrations that are progressive and that understand evidently yeah yeah that's i mean there it's really funny one of the panels yesterday was uh, you know other academics in discussion with sort of the constraints that they have in their universities because because they are siloed and 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 to even you know the, the the change that they've seen over time to have this event but when they first started writing you know 20 30 years ago no one would listen to them anyways yeah so i'm i'm very lucky that i'm coming sort of in a, in a modern era um, where we've been looking at issues of, of racial and gender equity and we're having larger discussions of diversity and 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 how to move forward um and I'm at a university that recognizes that this is one of the spaces where the kids are getting it right. And sometimes you've got to step out of the way yep. and allow them to do what they're doing, but then also have a framework for them to place their lives and, and their um, experiences in a greater context. Which, yeah. is why, which is why I think that's why all skateboarders should be a part of a university. Not because saying that skaters need them, but it's that the universities need need young people that's sure. their job they need yeah. young bright young people who see things differently and that's exactly what happens in skateboarding yeah your relationship to the city is different your relationship to people around you can be different your also your relationship to um a sense of a global identity like that's a that's a real thing yeah you know skateboarders adopt their construct identity of a skateboarder like sure. i'm gonna let this be the thing that defines me that's what i almost meant by the inward looking thing earlier you yeah. know and it seems like through what you're trying to do it's it is almost legitimized is, is the wrong term but do you, no, do, I understand. do you know what i mean like in terms of that mainstream context which something like academia clearly symbolizes yeah and and you know what for me i think skateboarders should be we should be everywhere we should because we're we're a reflection of the culture and it is, you know, and is a youth culture. So we should we should make sure that we are a part of every institution that there is. We should be on those boards. We should be on. Uh, our, we should be being involved in these other cultural institutions because we should also be looking out for our next generation. Yeah. And I can tell you from having been in the industry for a long time, one of the great responses I've gotten um, is that people have, in the industry have said you're engaging more than just skaters you're engaging young people in a way that we sort of hadn't thought about and that's the future of what will happen with our business what will happen with skateboarding in general we can only hold it for so long yeah you know as as an example um some of my students are engineers and i have i have students from across across the university and those who were engineers were really excited they got to meet rodney mullen and they got to meet some of the um the R and D people at, at Dwindle Distribution, yeah, and it was really great for them to to meet someone to see like here's their job in the future that they could have. Here's R and D in a practical sense, yeah, everyday you know in an everyday environment. But they also got to see that there's not that many people that are next on deck to take over the position of the of of the R and D, and that was really you know that was really powerful both for the people in the industry to go, wow, your students are, are amazing and they're very bright and that's that's who I want to mentor because I didn't have a mentor in that space. Well, you have to work it out. You know, I'm sure for yourself, your industry, that right, you know, a lot of different roles in the industry and, you know, you, you have to work that stuff out. Yeah. Trial and error. Yeah. Or if you're lucky, you'll find a mentor that will show you or you'll find an opportunity, but it's not exactly an accessible way of life yeah. or, or, or career path. Yeah unless you're very determined and very focused, you know, and, and you have a certain set of circumstances, if you like. Yeah, that places, that places you in there. Yeah, so, that, so yeah, so to broaden it in this way yeah. and to make that connection again has is, is, is got to be a positive thing, right? As well. I, you know, it's, it, I have to say with, with uh, my students have been very happy about my syllabus and just an a, example is um, they've gotten to meet the... Uh, Johnny Shilareff, who's the owner of Element. Um, they've met Vanessa Torres, who's always been on the front lines of, of 
gender equity um, and talking about racial racial discussions in skateboarding culture and women in skateboarding culture. Um, Chris Pastris, the owner of, just as an example, the owner of stereo, stereo Skateboards. Now that might sound to the average person listening that, oh, I just talked about skateboarding. But really what they get to see is here is a African-American on, co-owner of a company. And those are the issues that we're trying to, trying to solve um, in, in America is like, how do we have more minority ownership? How do we have more minority businesses? What's, what, what are the obstacles that they face? Well, this is using skateboarding as a lens. We get to really see how the ecosystem works and how we can apply that to, you know, we can apply that to other spaces. Um, and are you trying to, because you've mentioned a couple of times some of the, the issues that are, that are kind of inherent in skate culture. Are you, are you also using it as a way of, like you've mentioned gender, you've mentioned race. Like, are, are you trying to use it as well as, well as a, a way of giving your students the tools to kind of address those issues as well? Yeah, I mean, I, when my students come into class, I tell them this is not a class on skateboarding. I just, if, I just want to let you know from yeah. the beginning. That's the first thing they yeah, get. Yeah, and yeah. They're like, wait, I thought there was skateboarding culture in here. I go, this, this class, what I want you to get out of this is to understand how ecosystems work. And how um, where where power lies, and how to build um, a community and sort of connect the dots between between larger ecosystems, and um, to make sure that everyone is satisfied and have positive outcomes. And they kind of look at me like, oh, okay. Well, what does this mean? Well, what they see is they get to see everyone involved in skateboarding culture, and that there's different voices that are speaking to the same topic yeah. or different positions, different positions of power, whose voices are, are not um, utilized as much as they could be. And then we take that and we map that out. And my goal is that when they leave the class, they can go anywhere in any business, in any space, any institution and go, okay, why are, where are the silos within this institution? How do I connect all of these people with whatever organization they're at and make sure that there can be positive outcomes? Like where, where are people's egos at? Where is the power? Where is who's being marginalized? Why are they being marginalized? What's what's where are the issues here? So they can negotiate. Yeah, that, that, yeah. The, the, which is the reality of the world, isn't it? I right. Mean, that, that that is how you negotiate your way through life, isn't it? Like you say, like learning the relationships between these, as you put it, different ecosystems. Yeah, and 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 finding uh, finding out where the bridges are. Yeah, because. That's the biggest thing is I think we have, you know, I mentioned things being siloed, but I, I, I think what happens is, you know, everyone's trying to solve the thing on their own and people also are they're afraid, to, afraid to connect because they could be challenged or that they could sort of lose face or um, it can just be scary. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that and that's on and that's on all There's sides. There's a, a lot of gatekeepers out there. Yeah, and I think that is really important to for me to sort of recognize the humanity in, in everyone's actions. Yeah. Or 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 in it within everyone, and sort of get my students to write to understand that to make progress, then you you build bridges, see where they're at, and see where it is that you're trying to to, to accomplish. How does that fit into you know their agenda or their things, and how do you influence influence them to have new ways of thinking? And I think that's what happens in class but i think that the class is also an example as it is in negotiating with skateboarding industry and these cultural institutions um like the work that we do in skate diplomacy yeah and seeing where where that where that fits you know when we had um, um when we had members of the state department come that was really great because our students got to see well how does public diplomacy how, do, how does this operate like how does the a nation think about what the public diplomacy is between you know between individuals and what what, um, what tools were they using and so with my work I get to both be the envoy to have these discussions but be on the ground working with everyone so I can kind of represent skateboarding and it's nice for them to see a person of color from the US in that space um, and a person of color who's you know an academic at the same time which yeah. is another another new notion sure. and, and to have that attached to sport is another you know is, is another level um, and it being skateboarding so one yeah. more space so I mean that is a really you know nebulous concept isn't it skate diplomacy like it is it, you know of all the things that we've talked about that is probably the one that does seem the most incongruous like how did that come about was that through the work you did with skate cuba you know it really comes from um 
So my master's my master's degree is in public diplomacy. Yeah. And so all right. So that's your yeah. That's yeah. my that's that's my natural wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so what's happened is all of the the work has been just an expression of of that education. Ah, great. Okay. So, so you're so, able to combine the two and yeah, yeah. It's less of a just kind of a you know throw it at the wall and see see what sticks. Of, of it's course. like knowing what the real what's the focus of public diplomacy and how are you creating a conversation that's that's organic and that's mutually beneficial yeah right and it's not just uh, it's not just propaganda which sometimes people try to try to label those two via their tactics but it's going and being with the public that you want to engage with and, and creating mutual understanding and so for me skateboarding is a natural tool for cultural diplomacy because you have something that is a, a rich culture that you can be involved in at so many different levels so um, I worked with the Syrian refugees who had been granted asylum in the Netherlands. Um, and it, for them, it was great to be able to represent the U.S. to get them to under, you know, know that there are people in the U.S. who have not forgotten about them. Yep. You know, and that they're now in the Netherlands. And I love the Netherlands. And I, I st- studied there before. And I brought in some skaters from Belgium. And we'd worked with the, the, the skaters that were there in the Netherlands. When those kids started skating, it was really important for me to let them understand when I'm gone, you can skate with the rest of the kids that are here in yeah. the country. Like, here's some of the owners of the, of the skate parks and the skate shops. And to just let them know that this is a global culture. And I presented, I skated with those kids, but also presented at the, um, the American school. Like, people who will be the sons and daughters of diplomats and, and, uh, and, um, and sort of a, a future power within that within that space and it was great for them to say or to see that skateboarding um was so global and so cool a cool way for them to 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 think about themselves and to be part of that community so they all wanted to make sure that they skated with the young syrian the, the this young syrians who are now immigrants there and so it worked on several levels it's bringing those two two people together yeah two groups of young people you know, one that's brand new to the country, another that's in the country that's definitely going to help form policy as time goes on, giving them a middle ground. And then also the skateboarding um, industry and culture that's already in the Netherlands saying like, hey, we want you. We yeah. want you. You always we always want what you have to offer in skateboarding. Whoever you are, you'll add to the fabric of skateboarding culture. So don't be afraid. We're with you. Um, and one of the skaters I had come from Belgium. That was a surprise from you know for even the State Department. Like, hey, why did they why did they come? Because that skater, his name's his name is Freeze. Um, Freeze Freeze Talou. Freeze came over because he wanted to welcome them, and in him being conscious of what is it like to you know to all of a sudden be implanted in a new country. Yeah, well, it's like you say, skateboarding as a global community and a natural tool of diplomacy. I mean, it's mm-hmm. what skateboarders do, isn't it? You know, like yeah. that, that, that is the modus operandi. That's what, you know, if you're a skater, that, yeah. that's kind of the point almost, isn't it? Yeah, and I think that, again, this goes to how all these things have so many levels. Yeah. I know and understand that that's happening. And so how do we take that? How do you build policy around that? And how do you, how do you step back and, and implement this organic mode of communication between various various young people yeah um and 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 support it they've already got it right they already want to be together and i i feel like if we had more more um we had more examples in in um instances of that yeah then we wouldn't have so many people we, we wouldn't have a um so much separation yeah you know? what is it you think that it's so transformative about skateboarding in that way because obviously you've got a pretty unique view on this like it's a theme of your work you know yeah. clearly what and I'm sure you've been asked that before, but I'm uh, I'm interested. Like, what 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 is it about it? I you know it's one. This is stuff that's in my PhD, so technically you're supposed to wait until until the book <laughs> till the book comes out. <laughs> Give us a little preview, go yeah. On. <laughs> but but I, but I can uh, just to to sort of lightly touch on it. There's an ethos in skateboarding that um, allows people to think of themselves in a new way and reimagine themselves and the space around them in a different manner. So just to only use that as a, as an example. Yeah. But anything that makes you rethink yourself in the world around you and your place within that, um, is what we need more of. So just on a base level, that's like, 
oh, well, I'm here within House of Vans right now. But obviously they rethought this this station yeah. and turned it into a skatable space, a place where you could have music um, and, and that could be be uh, be the home of, of youth culture. Yeah. So that's rethinking it of what what is around you and how could it be used in a new way. And that's just a regular component of being a skateboarder. So if you can take that and apply that to everything around you, to every situation, to every ecosystem, then you can make a lot of progress. And that's something that's sort of built into skateboarding. Um, people often talk about the DIY aesthetic, which, as we know, sort of comes from the, the punk rock, c- comes from that punk rock era, and also comes from hip hop at the same time. They're, they're, both of those um, aspects of the culture have um, tapped into making a way out of no way. And so that's something we have built into us. Now, when we look at where there may be issues in skateboarding, I always think we can conquer all of those things because it is within us to like, let's, let's fix it. Just like we fixed every other, or we fixed where we're gonna skate, how we're gonna use space, how are we gonna figure out and fix the conversations we have with each other and the way that we treat each other. Yeah, I mean, and, and it is built into DNA, as you say. Yeah, often the representation is is the opposite, isn't it? So yeah. is, is is subverting those stereotypes an important mm-hmm. part of of what you try to communicate? As yeah, well? and 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 I don't want. It's really important too for for people to also understand that I'm not trying to make skateboarding suit and tie. But if you wanted to wear a suit and tie, then you could, that's that's fine too. What what we should have is a everyone should have a clear understanding, in my opinion, of what it is that our youth are doing right. And so that's what I want then, the, the ultimate takeaway is that the train, you know, the train conductor or bus driver looks at kids skating down the street and is like, wow, look at the makeup of that group that's there. Look at, how, look at what they're doing. See the reality. Right, right. Rather and, than the cliche. Yeah, yeah. And, and, it, and it doesn't mean like the way you dress or anything like that. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of stereotypes in particular thinking like, oh, it's just counterculture. But, it, it, and, and that's the thing that comes up a lot. But we should be encouraging anything that gets our kids to rethink the systems that are, that are around them, the negative, the, the negative silos. So to, to push back and they're like, oh, they're all anti-establishment. Sure. But isn't everybody being, isn't every adult being as, as anti-establishment as they can right now because there are so many problems in what we've, what we've established? So I think that skateboarding is a way to, to look at those and, and continue that discussion. Yeah, you know? I, I guess one of the obvious critici- not criticisms, but the obvious points that people might make is like, well, do you not dilute the culture by embracing the mainstream, if you like, in, in, in such an overt way? And I'm sure that's a criticism that, you've, yeah, that, I, you, that I, you hear. You, you know, it's, it's funny to say that because I don't think that, um, I don't think that we're embracing the mainstream. I think we're being skaters in every instance, which is to go into a spot, look and see what it is, where its problems are, and and uh, and, and reimagine it. Yeah, I guess, I guess what I mean by that is, fact of the matter is, it's it's changes, it's becoming part of the mainstream in some ways. Oh, culture. it's becoming popular, yeah. popular culture, and it's it's almost that little. Again, it comes back to that inward outward thing, doesn't it? You know, mm-hmm. do you do you try and build bridges, or do you try and you know? cling to your identity even even more you know I, I don't think i don't think you have to lose your identity i'm i'm not losing my identity and i'm you know i'm damn sure the skateboarding is not going to lose its identity because i feel like the people who who um who care will all will always care and that we need to care in smart ways yeah right it's not about it's not about exclusion it's about making sure that everybody understands what your values are so that they don't come to you with some, you know, with some BS. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's, that's the thing I, I want our thinking to be, you know, sort of at a, at a higher level. Yeah. Like, no, if everyone understands what skateboarding is and, and what it should look like, then they're not going to approach us in, in the wrong manner. And, and it, it will be skater-led, like, like this uh, event, talking about skater-led a- academia. Yeah. Right? People who are, have been in there... Um, and, under, and understand the nuances and want to continue to progress the culture itself. Yeah. You know, I'm, not, um, I'm not parachuting in. And, and, of course. And, it, and, and I, I think that that's why there should be more skate, skaters who become academics who get involved in these institutions. Yeah. Um, also, I have to say, it's also, it's very, it's very much a skater to, to, um, to push back at power 
and and um, and, and and have your own agent, you know, your own agency, and see the world that you want that you want to. Well, it's, one, it's one of the appeals, isn't it? When yeah, you, you yeah, know, when you, when you find it. Yeah, you find skateboarding and you're like, whoa, no one's telling me what to do. I can just, yeah. you know, I can skate the way I want. I can live the way I want. I can also make this skateboarding, the act of skateboarding, be reflective of the way that I see the world. So I think we should do that everywhere. We should drop it in every single spot that we can. Yeah, and yeah. Go, Let's rebuild that. Like, huh, this building here, you know, this high rise and the way that they approach the way that they approach the world is is not is uh, marginal is marginalizing this community or yeah, is, yeah. is doing this like we need to be there we need to shake it up it's like that sort of the olympic discussion which which happens all the time yeah right? so, yeah well, hey we should be there we should be there and skateboarding should be involved in everything offering a critique and offering a new way of thinking yeah so that's what that's what i expect out of skateboarding in the olympics i expect it to be there creating a new space and a new way um, for the culture to now be on a to be in those discussions yeah i was going to ask you about that actually because i do think you you've probably got a pretty unique perspective on that because it is it is happening isn't it i mean my i've been involved in snowboarding and the snowboarding industry for for 20 years mm-hmm. over 20 years and you know snowboarding had a hard time with that whole conversation yeah. and and dealing with the ioc and you know the the, the kind of you know faustian pack sort of thing really like what are you giving up for this platform mm-hmm. you know and yeah, I think it's going to be it's going to be an interesting experience in two years, isn't it? You know, you got yeah. surfing as well. Mm-hmm. I think, but when I look at, it, I think skateboarding probably is best place to come out of that in a position of strength. Really, mm-hmm. seems to me like the format exists and skaters control that. And also, yeah. like you say, that it is ingrained in skateboarding, isn't it? This protective, you know, almost like in the DNA. Like, well, we know yeah. what this is, yeah. and we know how to communicate this, and we know how, we know how to protect this. You know, like you say, like, which is what an event like this symbolizes. So. Yeah. And it's not, you know, and it's, I want people to know it's about protecting and growing at the same time. Yeah. Because the thing that people are trying to protect is they're trying to protect the ability for everyone who wants to be involved in skateboarding to enjoy skateboarding. Yeah. And that's, you're trying to protect it from becoming, um, becoming something else where it's just it's just a sport or it's just reduced to numbers or it's just reducing a placement so those things are okay because the truth is you know i always remind people we've had contests before like that's we do but the contests we've had the contests were in order not to crown a victor no or to see who's the fastest but it was a way and it was a tool to grow the community yeah just to bring people together hey it was great you came in first today that's rad but anyone you know it was never it, the point right and i think that's what's different versus yeah. traditional sport yeah well and then and and you know dividing it on national lines as well yes yeah something that's and, and and that's something you know a lot of skaters are you know like we're sort of afraid of but we are already global that's why they would like to have us because i mean truthfully it, it grew organically it's not like it's not like it's just the u.s saying hey we'd love to have skateboarding no. skateboarding is everywhere yeah it's obvious why they want it they yeah. want it because they want to reinvigorate it yeah they want what the culture will give it yeah and and, and we can i just want us to always remember like skateboarders we do not have to take what people give us just because there's the ability to have bigger platforms or to do things or to have new partners. I do not expect you to all of a sudden stop being a skateboarder. You should be pushing back and creating a new avenue at all times. And you should be thinking about other skaters and how they, how they'll have more freedom. Like my work for me is, is, is for, our next generation to have less to do. Yeah. That's the, I, that's the only reason I'm involved in all this. I just want our kids to go. I want everyone to understand them. I want them to, to have the freedom to be who they want. Um, and there's, there's so many instances in the world where, they, where, where you can't right now in, no. in every aspect. I mean, if you're into it, it'd be good to hear a little bit about how you got where you are now. Because I mentioned earlier that you've, um, you know, you've been a bit of a lifer in the in the industry. So, mm-hmm. yeah, East Coast, right? That's where you grew up. Yeah, in. yeah. I, you know, I, I consider myself very lucky to have been, you know, brought up on the East Coast and in, in, in New England and in Massachusetts in particular. So, I have a lot of love for the Boston scene and the Western Mass scenes. Um, it's nice to go home every once in a while in the sea. Like, you know, years ago, I did. I did a skateboarding camp for, for kids. I just decided, like, the skateboarding DIY ethos. Like, oh, I'm getting a little older, which, you know, I think I was still, I might have been 21. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, yeah. That's so funny, that. Yeah, and just to go, like, hey, I'm going to, um, 
I want to give back. How can I give back in a, in a way? Right. And so you always had that community focus at the heart of it. Yeah. And it was just because it's, it was, I'm lucky that was the way that I was raised in skateboarding. The whole right. community, it was everyone from every background, you know, even the discussion of, um, I've had women, I've been skating with, with girls since I was a boy. So for me, like I was always, everybody was always involved in skateboarding and that's what I loved. So when I see the things we need to do to one, to, to, to help encourage that for me is very natural. Yeah. That's what, that's what we should be doing. Um, but that's how I, that's how I grew up and skateboarding gave me this space to navigate both being, um, in the inner city and suburban communities and having this dialogue and then to be able to, you know, grow my local scene to then my regional scene to then my, the, the, the scene on the entire East coast, you know, to be, a, I was a part of skate park of Tampa, um, for, for a bit. So I, I carry all of those, those communities with me, Yeah, you know, and you know, I'm lucky to be, <clears throat> excuse me, lucky to be a part of, um, you know, a really good crew. Like Brian Gallant is a great skater from there. Ryan Gallant, PJ Ladd, Eli Reed, you know, this, this is, you know, it's just a rich skateboarding scene there. And I think that we really appreciated finding something like skateboarding in a place that was so far removed from the, 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 um, origins of skateboarding yeah like the mother load of skate culture yeah yeah, yeah. so it, it meant a lot to us so for me I, I guess i just have that that perspective and then from there it's just you know coming to the west coast and and, and, and finding my my space but i really thought about you know academia and just where is where is the power who who's who's um who is there in a way that can be helpful and how are things operated beyond what we see and one of the things i found out is that you know there's some really great people you know i went to at usc and uh, i had really great teachers and professors there who were were able to um sort of steer me steer me in the right direction or just open doors open doors for me to think about what i found personal yeah. and loved and go oh yeah that should that should that should be that should be here in particular you know i have to uh the director of the public diplomacy program is his name's Nick Cole. He's actually, he's a UK, UK citizen. Um, he's got dual citizenship, but he's, you know, he's here on her, her majesty. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, um, he came into one of my classes and he was just talking about what public diplomacy was and how to have organic relationships with people. Right. And I said, Oh, that's it. And I went and got my master's degree right, under right. him. And like, and, and so my whole focus has always been skateboarding and finding, finding ways to, get kids encouraged and to push skateboarding culture at the same time. And they gave me the tools to do that. Where do you think that comes from that desire to, to sort of spread the message in such a positive way? You know, it's, it's just skateboarding gave me that. So for me, I'm just, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just trying to, to reflect, reflect what I've been given. Yeah. You know, give so, back. yeah, that, that's it. It's uh, you know, I always, you know, since this is a action sports space, then you'll know some of those names like, you know, like Jim Theobod and Tommy Guerrero at Deluxe uh, were instrumental when I was young, just um, showing up and there was a skate camp before mine. Yeah. And I wasn't even able to um, attend it. I snuck on as a as a young skater. I snuck yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. and I met them and they were nice enough to um, say, hey, you can't be here now. But if you come back after five, you can skate with us. Yeah. That was a that was a a. a uh, truly inspirational moment for me to see like here are these huge professional yeah, names yeah. in skateboarding and how inclusive they are yeah and that they were they were like hey we understand that you don't have the money brother yeah but we'll uh we, we got you yeah and yeah. so years later when i did my own they were like I, you know i can't i can't believe that that's that that's what you're doing yeah you know and and what we do now i feel like it's a reflection of you know of Jim and Tommy, um, in particular, like I've worked with Bod Boyle, who's also a UK yeah, citizen, yeah, yeah. Bod and, and Dwindle and, um, Bod giving me a chance at giants in those days. And, you know, it's, a, uh, it's skateboarding has given me a lot of love and I want to give it back, but also expand the people who get to feel that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we mentioned earlier that you're based in New Zealand right now. Yeah. So what, what's the work you're doing over there? Oh, so I'm working on my, on my PhD thesis there, which is, it's really nice to, to be between, you know, LA and, and New Zealand um, because it also gives you a great, a great space to have a 
different perspective on the US. Yeah. And truthfully, to be able to tap out for a little while yeah, and just yeah. like reflect and think deeply, you know, uh, about skateboarding culture. And I'm lucky to be there with, um, I'm at the University of Waikato with three of the best scholars in action sports who've written on it for, for decades. Uh, Bob Reinhardt, um, Holly Thorpe, and Belinda Wheaton. And to have them as advisors and, 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 and to have that as a circle, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really excited. And they, they were great to say, the work you're doing in skateboarding is fantastic and we want to give you a space to be part of you know, an academic community that, that wants it to be more rigorous. And that wow, that must be, be really gratifying because, it's, because that, there's that legitimization again, you know, that, that yeah. like academia is, is responding, right? Yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm honored that they came to get me in the States and say, hey, we want to create a space for you and, and, and work with you. And, and it's been fantastic. And I actually want to just do more um, with the skateboarding community there um, in particular, the good thing about being American in that space is to also see how people of color are perceived in, 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 in a different country. Yeah. And I'm writing right now about the African-American and U.S. minority experience in skate culture. But I'm also looking at the ways that that culture has created a language and a um, bridge between in in um, in New Zealand, the the minority cultures there, or the the Maori culture, one of the godfathers of that scene is Shea Authoria, and Shay told me one of the the um, his biggest inspirations was Kareem Campbell, and Kareem Campbell is a fantastic skater, um, owner of City Star Skateboards. That's yeah, my era. Yeah, yeah, and he, <laughs> and he said the thing with that is he said like he I saw that he could do a company, he could do his thing and have his own stamp, and and that inspired him to do his. Yeah. So that also speaks to these larger ways. Well, then we should be encouraging more minorities to create businesses to to, to be in the public eye because that voice carries. Yeah. And maybe someone else wouldn't have responded to, or been inspired that way, but Shea built the scene in New Zealand or helped build the scene in New Zealand and his brand Def is huge and they're they're inspirational to the kids there and that means that they also get to see more people of color in positions of power and influence in New Zealand so for me like this is this is it that, that so that social capital carries and it's not talked about enough and that's why that's why I'm focused on that and how does that work for new ways of public diplomacy well it means that there's already fertile ground to be having this discussion um, and both the um, the consulate's office and the embassy there want to work with me on some uh, on some events in in New Zealand. So that's in between all of the things going on. Yeah, you're another, busy. Yeah, yeah, that's another another project. Yeah. Why do you think it's important that um, skateboarding has a presence in academia? Uh, because one, it's the role of academia. Their, that's their job. Their job is to find kids and figure out what it is that kids find important, and to figure out whatever it is that they're teaching whatever subject is, how do you remake that and rethink that so it's relevant to young people's lives? So it's their job. It should yeah. be everywhere. And that's what I want to do. Talk to more institutions, more, you know, more universities. That's, that's the job. So you can't escape that. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. you should be doing. That is the thing. Right. Yeah. That's, that's just how it goes. Yeah. So, but I also believe that skateboarding culture has something to offer academia because the way that we see things, the, the, the way that we have a different perspective and view on the world is what... Um, what will encourage and make academia to continue to grow and be more um, more inclusive yeah. because it has its own issues and its own problems of who is allowed to be in the tower of academia. And that's traditionally kept people out. Yeah, sure. Marginalized lots of, lots of folks and um, made them think that they don't belong there. And so I want to try to help rewrite that and yeah. say, no, you do belong here. And as a matter of fact, it's their job. They should be looking for you. So if there's a place that's not helping, then let's, 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 let's figure that out. And let's do it on our own terms. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, and I want, I want people to know it's not, it is not about, um, it's not some capitalist response or, 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 oh, we have to be here to, to do anything other than to create new dialogues and new discussions and new avenues for the people around us that's that's it in a nutshell and we should do that everywhere and that's what skaters do so why not be a part of all conversations and i i think most importantly is i want everyone to know they talk about us every place in whether it's they talk about us in building skate stoppers so that we can't skate um, or that they're looking at us as 
as just communities of young people and, and they're figuring out the problem of young people or, or how to empower young people. They're all looking at us anyways. So you might as well have your voice heard Yeah, in a way that, that, that works and not just, um, not just to have it heard and pushed down, but to have earned enough space and enough power to have a voice that can now be part of an institution reframe their thinking and make it natural yeah wow we're we're on 50 minutes that went pretty quick yeah yeah i'm impressed with the jet lag i've got to say because you you were like it before we started recording you were like oh man i've got jet lag i'm not sure i'm gonna be able to yeah articulate articulate myself very well i don't know if i did now uh, i think you articulate yourself uh pretty well yeah Yeah. Uh, i really appreciate that no no problem yeah i appreciate the the interview yeah i really enjoyed what you're doing you know creating that dialogue yeah thank you for us to think about action sports culture and skateboarding culture and new ways so you know we, we need we need more more avenues to do that so i appreciate that yeah well thanks a lot really great to meet you no no problem so there you go that was my chat with neftali i think you'd agree plenty of food for thought in that one um i found him as you might be gathering to be a visionary and inspirational character and in many ways a lot of the themes we discussed in that episode reminded me of uh, some of the threads of the conversation I had with Charlie Dart back in episode 36 as well as some of the elements of the conversation I had with my friend Pete Helicar way back in the day at the beginning of the podcast. I also loved how positive he was about skating in the Olympics and uh, yeah I really hope he's right about that one. Time will tell. I also want to say something about the Pushing Borders event which was pretty uh, motherfucking woke and unapologetically highbrow, but all the better for it, I thought. I mean, I wish something like this had existed when I was growing up as a young journalist, hungry for substance and action sports. And what was particularly interesting to me about this event is the way it was attempting to reclaim a certain narrative about skate culture. Now, a while back on my newsletter, I posted a link to a piece called Primitive Progressivism by Kyle Beachy which used the recent controversy about Jason Jesse to attack basically the foundational myths of skateboarding, which you might summarise as the, the Stesic Vans um, take on skate history, which is basically very white, very Californian. Now, whatever your thoughts about that is, it is an interesting, to say the least, conversation about the existence of certain received wisdom and gatekeepers in the skate industry and uh, from the reaction to the Pushing Borders event which was as I said an unapologetically academic event there's a real appetite for this type of alternative discourse on skateboarding and skate culture so if that sounds like a bit of you then definitely go and check out the Pushing Borders website for details of of future events and definitely check out Kyle's piece to find out more which I thought was uh, a pretty brave and very articulate bit of writing so there you go right that's it for this week of course the big news from me is that the next episode is episode 50 which seems mental when i think back to me kicking things off back in uh back at the beginning of 2017 since then i've been lucky enough to uh, bang out a lot of these episodes meet my heroes accrue a massive global audience of like-minded looking sideways listeners and basically have a right old laugh traveling the world doing this so uh big thanks if you've supported it in any way Still no real plans to monetize it, which means I'm basically still doing it all off my own back and out of my own pocket. I've uh, been turning down sponsorship yet again recently, just because wasn't really right, not really what to do with the podcast. As I've said before, I'm not averse to sponsorship, but it would have to be the right brand and the right chat and the right ad, because as we've discussed before, those ads are fucking shocking, aren't they? Anyway, if you like what I do, you know what I'm going to say. Buy something from my store follow and share on social leave me a review on itunes or simply tell a mate and help me spread the word the old-fashioned way you can find everything i do on www.wearelookingsideways.com okay that's it big thanks to neftali for this one and until next time i'll see you episode 50 nice one